Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And we've got a good show for you guys today. Uh, we're covering... <laughs> covering? Uh, we're reviewing 100% Match by Patrick C. Harrison III and the film Cocaine Bear. Right? That's what yeah. we decided to do, right? We watched the same thing, right? Uh, yes. Directed by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. But before we get into the Green Ranger herself, oh, I wish, yeah, in the movie, right? Yeah, <laughs> wow, uh, yeah, she's had an interesting career when you think about it, but I'm sure we'll get into that a little later when we start talking cocaine bear, some ups, a few downs, <laughs> yeah, and then cocaine bear. <laughs> But uh, it blows my mind that that's already available for rent, like rental on VOD and stuff. I mean, we're in a completely different age than when you have just used to have to wait like, you know, like a year before things came out on VHS. Mm -hmm. No, I know. But like, I would expect it's been this way for a few years now, Craig. (laughs) Yeah, but sort of uh, like they would like have like a one week. You know, like one week in the theater and then hit hit it at both platforms. But literally, I saw this in theaters two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then now it's out of theaters and on, on VOD. It's just bizarre. But whatever. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still some things, though, that they milk, right? Like uh, Avatar... I think is releasing finally at the end of this month, something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that thing's been in theaters since what, like October. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I think that cocaine bear is still in some theaters. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Avatar has been out since what? Like, uh, like Thanksgiving. I think so. I don't even know. (laughs) <laughs> no, I think it came out in January. <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because, uh, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, dude, uh, see anything good lately other than Cocaine Bear? Uh, December 16th. Oh, okay. Is the U.S. premiere. Um, I watched Knock at the Cabin. Oh, yeah? What were yeah. your thoughts? I liked I it a lot. Yeah. Oh, I I, but you know me, I am a very, um, I, I am a M. Night Shyamalan apologist. <laughs> yeah, you you with M. Night Shyamalan remind me of that thing where it's like, if you got a million fans, I'm one of them. If you got a hundred fans, I'm one of them. What if are you I, talking about? If you only have one fan, I'm it. <laughs> what are you talking about? You've never heard that, that like old expression? I probably butchered it. But. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah, your big Shyamalan head. I don't know if I'd be his only fan. <laughs> so if he made the same movies and everyone hated him. Oh, he, no, I'd still probably like him. <laughs> okay. I mean, Signs is up there. Signs is great. Is is one of my favorite movies of all time. And then uh, I will stand by how good The Happening is. Oh, dude, The Happening is not a good movie. We don't have to have this argument every time. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> even objectively, I don't think The Happening's a good movie. I'm trying to be so objective about this. No, it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a defense that I cannot beat. You can't. Um, it, you know, like, do your own research. You can't be that. <laughs> I mean, I saw it. Saw it in theaters. Um, There's a whole quit, theater quit, of disappointed quit. people. No, just quit. Like you know, thinking what the mainstream media is trying to tell you that's a bad movie. He's one of the most <laughs> popular directors of our generation. I don't think. I don't um, think the mainstream media is against him. Uh, you know, and then you got like Unbreakable and Glass and Split. Those were great. Glass sucked. The other two were great. <laughs> Um, I never saw his Avatar the Last Airbender movie though. No, nah, I didn't either. I never watched the cartoon though either, so I don't really care. Yeah, I didn't either. Um uh yeah, uh, I never saw Lady in the Water. I think it's his only like Shyamalan film I never saw. Yeah. Uh I like The Visit a lot. The Visit's good. 
and uh, old was terrible. Has eh, moments. No. <laughs> I mean, like the first thirty minutes, I was like, "Oh, I'm in, man," and then it just started being terrible. Yeah, I will say for a beach that like speeds time along, it sure does drag in places. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how it was simultaneously like you know super speed and also one of the slowest movies I think I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel like they had much of a score in that film, thinking back. Either that or I just remember it completely without music. I don't know if it actually had music. Or, I mean, like, a lot of music. Yeah. Huh. I'm uh, I watched uh, Scream 6. Yeah, how was that? Scream 6, still screaming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of wish they did do something. Um, or, like, like uh, Scream Takes New York. Yeah, Scream goes to hell. <laughs> scream in space. It's like, scream is not the killer's name. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had. All right, so I like it, and I'm 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 into this. I love Scream Five, which I know you hated. I think well, you'll probably yeah. like Scream Six because a lot of people, a lot of people that weren't too hot on Five, seem to love Six. Uh huh. Um. I mean, I'll watch it. I just haven't watched it yet. It's starting to get to the point of like, you know, how how long did you stay with the Saw franchise before at least initially tapping out? Uh, I think I saw three. Okay, dude. After like <laughs> Saw 5, because we used to go like every year, right? Yeah. And it went on way too long. I didn't I didn't make it all the way to the end, all in theaters, but I think I saw seven of them in theaters, or six of them in theaters. Still a pretty good track record. Yeah, yeah. Especially for a franchise that I'm not really a fan of. <laughs> but after a while, like, there's so many Saw characters, and you're like, who, who is that? Wait, what? This That's how this is starting to be, because... It's the old characters, the new characters, the characters in part three and four, which are kind of forgotten about. Yeah. Um, also, all the stab movies, all the stab lore, you know, yeah. like, and it's just like, son of a bitch, like, who, who, who am I supposed to care about? And especially whenever you don't have, like, Nev Campbell in it, because it's the first Nev Campbell free Scream movie, you don't have it like anchored down to the, at least in my head the same universe yeah, i don't know it's missing like the actual main character yeah because even though she was only in five for what like 20 minutes she still played a pivotal pivotal role and like you know she anchored it back to the original franchise mm-hmm. and and to me the only uh the only person with like you know from the original in this one is Courtney Cox and mm-hmm. i don't know Gail Weathers isn't that likable of a character like you like she is her not. she's intentionally unlikable yeah uh but i don't know i mean i i would say i liked it i would give it like a 3 out of 5 like i liked it i just mm-hmm. didn't or maybe 3 and a half out of 5 like i liked it but it wasn't it, it didn't live up to 5 but to me Okay. Well, I'm sure then I'll watch it and have the complete opposite reaction. Maybe. Um. But I think Ant hated it, and he hated Scream Five too. So. Hmm. So who knows? Maybe I'll just like it just to be contrary to Ant. <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure out what I need to do to piss off the right people. <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, they had a trailer for that that Burt Kreischer movie, The Machine. Have you seen anything about that? What? No. You know Burt Kreischer, the comedian? No. He's like, okay, so he's like this dude. He He's a comedian. He He's a bigger guy, and he performs with his shirt off a lot. And he Oh, yeah, story. I know this guy. Yeah, the story him about up. him like falling in with the Russian mob and all he could say it was like I'm the machine. It's like his first thing that went viral. Anyway, mm-hmm. this this film is about like <laughs> them tracking him down because they think they he took something from them and it's like basically him being thrust in an action thriller where he plays himself <laughs> and Mark Hamill's his dad. 
it i'm not a burt kreischer fan at all like i don't hate him but i don't think he's that funny he's kind of like that what's that guy uh the fluffy comedian yeah where it's like oh god i'm I'm not gonna watch that but you know good uh, more power to him if he can make a bunch of money whatever (laughs) but like it's just not really my thing but this film looks great Uh, well it looks fun i don't know i think great's the wrong word (laughs) but anyway uh there's that have you heard anything of this uh, upcoming film called Talk to Me? Talk to Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, it played Sundance recently, and then A24 bought it. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they saying, I, I think A24 is really trying to rebrand uh, away from the quote-unquote elevated horror, you know, and, and mm-hmm. do something more traditional. The only reason I say that is because they say that this is more of a traditional horror film, uh, uh, but it's apparently wowing audiences. But also, uh, they bought, what was it, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? And that was mm-hmm. not an A24 feeling film at all. That felt like, like New Line Cinema or something, you know? <laughs> uh, but This is like a group of kid friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand. <laughs> yeah. Does that talk to me? Yeah. Yeah, and they say that it's kind of like a uh, where they start getting it. It kind of looks or sounds like flatliners to me because they start getting like addicted to it and start doing mm-hmm. it in secret and stuff. Because you know how flatliners start. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Bill Hader from Pop Star. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Dude, I rewatched that movie the other day. It so holds up. It's so, so good. good. <laughs> but <laughs> I and also at least once a week I get that Mona Lisa, you're <laughs> an overrated piece of shit song stuck in my head. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, it looks pretty good and the Sundance buzz uh mm-hmm. is like raving about it. They're just claiming that this it's just an amazing horror film. You know what also has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes so far? Skinnamarink? No. (laughs) Evil Dead Rise. Dude, I can't wait, except for the fact that it looks so much like Smile that it kind of annoys me. The the poster? Yes. The poster and even the trailer with her being... uh, Yeah, but I mean, like, creepy smiles have been a part of Evil Dead since... Part one. (laughs) Yeah, very beginning. Yeah. But, I don't know. But, yeah, I can't wait. It's it's getting really good reviews, except for that one guy who heckled it during, like, what, South by Southwest? Yes. And then (laughs) Bruce Campbell told him to get the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, also, what's weird is that guy... Remember the smile campaign during baseball season? There, oh yeah, where they would just sit in the back yeah, and stuff. That came from that guy's account. That guy that stood up and said it sucked. Mm. And so they're thinking that he's a plant, but he would have been a plant by a different movie studio. <laughs> Unless he's just like an independent marketing, you know, person. Yeah, but. That's weird. Yeah, somebody deep dove on it because they were like, "This doesn't pass the sniff test." Like, this guy would have had to buy like very expensive tickets, and then mm-hmm. even if he's like, who's gonna buy that and then tell Bruce Campbell the movie sucks, right? I mean, yeah. there are people that would, but you know, it's, it's not. Yeah, that who's likely. that? Who's that guy that bought that Wu Tang album? Oh, Martin Shkreli. <laughs> didn't they leak it? Um, no, I think, I think whenever he went to jail, somebody took it Mm. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That is what happened. (laughs) 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 Um, so, uh, you got any news? Well, I mean, we've been talking about news like this whole time. I know, but I keep bringing stuff up. I know. You won't let me talk. (laughs) Yeah, so it's your chance. (laughs) Um, So, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yeah. Getting, like, 
what one, two, three, four, five, like eight Oscars. Yeah. Or seven, seven Oscars. Yeah, that movie ruled. It deserved yeah. all of them. Yeah, and then Michelle Yeoh is like the second woman of color and first like Asian to win best performance by an actress. That's cool. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it kind of blows my mind that that uh, that's it's just now happening as far as that goes. Yeah. But, Huh. I mean, like, pe- people have won best, uh, like, supporting actress. Like, um, the the lady, what was her name in um, Gone with the Wind? Mamie, or whatever, yeah. won best supporting, but then she wasn't allowed to go to the really? ceremony. Yeah. Huh. When did that come out? Was uh, 1930-something. Oh, okay. Huh. I guess that movie's a lot like older than I remember. Like, I don't know why I put it in my head as like mid fifties. Gone with the wind. Yeah, I don't know, but whatever. It's kind of a crappy movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I, I hadn't. I, I don't remember it. I get that in Casa or Casablanca mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> but. I mean, it's like, I don't know. Which one's the one? Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's, is that the, something won't amount to a hill of beans in this town or something? I don't know what you're talking about, Craig. <laughs> now that's what, like, one of the famous lines, something won't amount to a hill of beans. Anyway, I think that's probably Casablanca. Okay. This one's like, you know, the quite frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And the I'll never go hungry again. Those. Yeah. And well, she's like, when she's saying that, she's like digging up potatoes. She's like, <laughs> you truly are gone with the wind. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, well, <laughs> what do you want to do first? <laughs> Unless you want to talk more news. Um, I mean, I don't really news. have... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was going to say that, um, you know, just about everything everywhere all at once again, that the, you know, the Daniels won, you know, for best, best uh, directing and screenplay and then, like, picture of the year, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder, like... Because, you know, I don't know. They made a movie about a guy whose boner was a compass. <laughs> yeah. And then won, like, ton of Academy Awards. So yeah, I'm but just, I mean, it, that was still kind of... It was still kind of an artsy-fartsy movie. Oh, I love that movie. It still was artsy-fartsy. Yeah, I would argue maybe even more artsy-fartsy. It definitely, <laughs> definitely was. But what I'm saying is it wasn't like they went from trauma... To immediately winning Oscars. I I know, but I'm just still interested to see like what's going to happen next. I know they're uh, working on a new uh, Star Wars TV show. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. They're huh. doing the one with Jude Law in it. Hmm. Hmm. That may be interesting. Yeah. Who knows? Well, what are we covering first? Uh, well, let's go book, I guess. All right. We'll be right back. And we're back with 100% Match from Patrick C. Harrison III. Uh, Okay, so here's the synopsis. It says, Bart is thirsty. Wait. (laughs) I said thirsty. Uh, I mean, I was like, that's weird. Uh, Bart is 30. He is bald. He is overweight. He wears glasses. He is a fry cook. He hates cats and kids. Bart occasionally does very bad things. He's looking for his perfect match. He has done his research. That really sums up most of the book. I mean, obviously it didn't, you know, go into the plot, but no, that's uh, so I bought this, this copy from Patrick Harrison. Um, the paperback, 
and he uh-huh. he inscribed it, Craig, I modeled Bart after you. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a jerk. <laughs> I laugh. Um, but anyway. I mean, I can see it. <laughs> yep. The only thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, let's get into it. Uh, so that kind of tells you who Bart is. It doesn't really say how he's done his research or anything, but the entire book, it's just, uh, like, he he has stats for like everything percentages everything. and you know he's like you know women find men who blah 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 to be 76 percent more attractive do i think about the the very first line of the of the book is 0.00175 percent of relationships end in homicide mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it and it kind of so basically this <laughs> this book does it pulls off uh one of the more interesting horror things that I've seen uh, and it was similar to Cutter by Jeff Strand. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Cutter where the serial killer got a dog. Yeah. And most of the book was like him and the dog but then he'd do like a few sentences of the horrific shit he did. Yeah. Yeah. And I I thought that that was an interesting choice in both books, but it worked so well with this book in order to maintain a more comedic tone. Mm-hmm. Cuz this book, yeah, it's it's horror and I don't know that I'd put it like extreme, but it's gross. I don't know what yeah. you would call this. Uh, but it's it's a horror book and it's gross. It's not grandpa or grandpappy gross, which no. <laughs> was just wow. Uh, but it has a levity about it. Then, well, maybe levity is not the right word, but it has comedy running through and through, which grandpappy yeah. did as well. But <laughs> it was so much grosser. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, really, it's just this this guy who's who's uh, you know a socio or a psychopath, uh, psychopathic killer mm-hmm. on a quest for love. The entire yep. book, you know, and it kind of goes into most of it is in like present tense, mm-hmm. and so it kind of feels like a stream of consciousness throughout a lot of the book. Yeah, but so did Grandpappy. Did it right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, no. And what I'm saying is, like, you know, I think Grandpappy, we both gave five out of fives, right? I'm pretty sure we did. Like, <laughs> I, I think Patrick Harrison does this stream of consciousness and present tense thing extremely well. Yeah, uh, it's almost like we're reading his diary. <laughs> yeah, 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 this wasn't even fiction, <laughs> he just changed his name. <laughs> Uh, no, like it, it's, it was, it was fun. Um, I, I really loved like the juxtaposition between like the normal, just mundane everyday stuff that he was doing, like going to work and everything. And like all of the random statistics and things he would say, and then he would just like do something incredibly horrible at the end of a chapter. Yeah. That's what you I'm know? saying. Like, it, it, it's just like. In in a way, it was almost like like poetic because it sort of had a rhyme scheme, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we had these chapters where it's like you know everyday normal stuff, and then it would end on the beeline of uh, you know him murdering someone or doing something extremely depraved. But it it would come out of nowhere every single time. Um, but kind of all the chapters did that. Or maybe it's a PC three's like um, uh, his his own version of Steining. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is a lot like a classic Stein, but yeah. set up completely opposite. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, was... pe- peppered throughout though, there are some really gross parts. Oh my <laughs> god, dude! There was one part in here. 
Like, I didn't, like, barf or anything. That would just be insane. <laughs> but there was one part that I was eating, and I was like, I'm going to have to put the book down to finish this. Like, I, I, I was not down to read and eat this one particular scene. Was it about the chili? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially since I was eating chili-ish shit, you know? And it was like, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was... Uh, oh, cool. I just yeah. noticed because I read this. I So he held... Or I guess it's 99 cents on Kindle, right? Yeah. And I bought the Kindle and this. I bought the Kindle first and then I was waiting for the paperback because I wanted mm-hmm. it. Look how tiny it is. I know. It's, it's like a pocketbook. <laughs> uh-huh. It's cool, but it's like anyway, little penguin pocket classics. <laughs> but I wanted, I wanted the paperback, so I had it on both. But I didn't read the paperback. I read the Kindle version. Anyway, long story short, uh, he's got uh, our pull quote from uh, yeah, Grandpappy. About Grandpappy. Yeah, yeah, in the back. Huh. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um. No. Uh. So a- anyway. This basically, the guy it, it goes through a series of dates, right? And it's kind of chronicling his most of which had, or I guess one of which two two occurred in the past, and one, yeah, is it's his dating history, and then some other, like, and then the current, yeah, and. Uh, were you able, did you guess where it was heading? Um, I knew something like that was going to happen just because, you know, was, I, I don't know if expected was, I knew there would has to, had to be something else that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't quite guess where it was going, but I knew something was going to be up. Yeah. I, I, I suspected it. Mm-hmm. And I won't, I'll elaborate off my why. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I suspected it. But I would say that because of the way that the events unfold and because it was stream of consciousness, the ending to me felt a little rushed. Does, okay. I can see that. Like, it was like, I don't even know. It, it, it didn't really feel like three act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt like. Act two and three, but three was short. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it could have an act one, two, and three. I mean, hell, I don't know. I didn't sit and make notes. End of act one or whatever. No, but, but I, I think that's a, a valid criticism because once it actually starts happening, it's, it's very fast and it's over very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, I think that's valid. That that is really the only negative that I have to say about this book. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're you know full disclosure. I, we're we're friends with Patrick. He's been yeah. on the podcast multiple times. Um, but. I don't know. I'm not going to give like show preference one way or another, but even if we weren't like, he's slowly becoming somebody who I went from being interested in reading his shit to just like, all right, man, he put something out. I'm instantly buying it. You know what I'm saying? And that's a really short list for me. I can only think of a handful of authors that I do that with. And mm-hmm. one of them doesn't write horror. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's it's a short list. And so, like, I, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, we had mentioned it before that we, you know, on the, our grandpappy review that we had kind of, we we're witnessing him coming into his own as as a writer, you know, like finding, mm-hmm. finding a voice that worked so well. And he kind of continues that with this book. And so I think that's kind of cool to see, you know, in real time or whatever. But also, like, these stories, man, like, if you're into just gross shit, <laughs> like, he's, pretty, he's pretty amazing at, at pulling the, the uh, grossness out. 
I, I really enjoyed, though, how, like, almost clinical it was about it. This, you know, there's a lot of gross stuff, but the way that Bart describes it in his inner monologue is just like, it's just normal everyday stuff. Yeah. You know, and I really appreciated that. Um, it was just a, a, a fun take on it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and also kind of made it almost to where, I, I, the character was kind of more endearing to me for some reason. <laughs> you know, I could see that, that it that it wasn't you know something that like he was sadistic about or anything. It was just oh well, this is just what happens. You know, <laughs> this is how we do a, a fast food joint and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Like, I, I mean. Like there was no, there was no like malicious intent to it, you know. Even even like the really bad stuff didn't feel like he was the, like the, like he was doing it out of some sort of evil, <laughs> you know. It was just like like what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see that, and I think that's that's also kind of why, like at the end. You know, everything was accepted because it's just like, that's just what people do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could see that. Um, yeah. It, it was. Hold on. How many pages is this thing? It's not very. It's a short read. It's, I don't know, 79 pages. Yeah, it's really short. And I, I don't know about you. I've read it in one sitting. Without, yeah. without like trying to read in one sitting, like it was in terms of like short stories. Because uh, I guess I don't know if this is a novella, but it's short story novella length somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, this is one of the, one of the best I've read in recent years, and I love the novella. Or the, yeah, but uh, yeah, this was. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> kind of like Grandpappy. Now, even though this is nowhere near as, as fucked up as Grandpappy. Yeah. But he, this is just beyond the line of where you can <laughs> just recommend it. Like, to like, oh, I read a good book. You should check this <laughs> like out. At work. Yeah. 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 Another water cooler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say I found it hilarious. I don't know if it still is. But it was a number one bestseller in the two-hour parenting and relationship short read category. <laughs> and Amazon. That's good. I love those random Amazon categories they assign. Yeah. That's like Netflix has crazy ones, too, that you can, like, um, you can actually find them on the app. If you know what the category is, yeah, like, like the, the category number, yeah, you can just search for that code. Yeah. I saw somebody um, try to use that as a conspiracy theory, like these codes and like how they were some sort of prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> the Netflix code. Yeah, they were like assigning, you know, versus Net- Netflix dramas. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than no Nostroflixus. <laughs> I like that one better. Uh, But, uh, yeah, what got us on the Netflix codes? Oh, the random Kindle category. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, so we're coming down to pros and cons. Uh, What? (laughs) You know. (laughs) Our normal format we do all the time. I mean, all right, so we've gotten pros and cons. Um, So what would you give this? Rating out of five. Um, I will say that the ending did feel a little rushed, um, but I think I'd give it like a solid four. Eh, That's where I'm landing too. Like, it's better than a three and a half. It's not. It's not. In my opinion, that's, that's how ratings work. In my opinion, it's not quite a five, but it it's definitely worth your time. Oh yeah, it's it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So, 
Anyway, yeah, that's 100% Match by Patrick C. Harrison III. All right, we'll be right back with our review of Cocaine Bear. All right, we're back. We're talking Cocaine Bear. Just came out this year, directed by Elizabeth Banks. And the summary of this this movie is Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, it's after a 500-pound bear, black bear consumes a significant amount of cocaine and embarks on a drug-fueled rampage, an eccentric gathering of cops, criminals, tourists, and teenagers assemble in a Georgia forest. That is the plot and didn't really leave anything out. <laughs> no. Um, I mean... We should say right off the bat, it is inspired by true events, Mm -hmm. um, but very loosely. Yeah. Like, very loosely. Mm -hmm. Um, It did start with a guy falling out of a plane with, like, 400 pounds of coke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then his chute not working because he was overloaded with coke. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually did happen. Um, but then the coca- the, the bear did OD on Coke. Mm-hmm. But the way they figured it out was like basically they found a dead bear in the woods. Yeah. And it was like, um, it, I think there was something like 40 open containers of Coke, like the little, you know, bricks that you see in movies, like those, like 40 of those that the bear had gotten into. <laughs> And then it killed it. <laughs> Didn't it go? Did it not go on some sort of rampage? No. Oh, yeah. Hold on. No. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> it said it found its way to the. Uh, uh, found its way. I can't find it, but it found its way. Oh, to the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall. But it was just a, its corpse. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's like that somebody bought it. Yeah, like a, afterwards, and it's on display. Um, but no, they found it. Like, Did I mean, okay, the original, uh, the original, um, like news article about this incident uh, is three sentences. <laughs> They, yeah, it, but there there was also like a uh, they expanded on it in like Rolling Stone or Van- Vanity Fair. One yeah, those, yeah, I'm saying like, I just want to say just like the original coverage of it in like the uh, the New York Times mm-hmm. is like three sentences long. It's like just like cocaine and a dead bear. I'm looking at like, <laughs> I'm looking at the the original story or not the original story, uh, the Wikipedia. F- for the original story, but it's uh-huh. like the cocaine bear, also known as Pablo Escobar <laughs> or Cokey the Bear, was oh, Pablo yeah. Escobar is so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so this has uh, Carrie Russell in it, uh, Ice Cube yeah. Junior. Um, <laughs> the oh, that is that is Ice Cube's kid, isn't it? Yeah, he played Ice Cube in Straight Out of Compton. Yeah. Um, Margot Martindale. Who's that? Oh, oh yeah, she's a fantastic actress. Um, the I'm trying. The guy that parachuted was uh, uh, uh Matthew Reese. Matthew Reese. Now he plays opposite Carrie Russell in The Americans, right? Uh huh. And also opposite Margot Martindale in, in The, the Americans. Americans. Huh. Mm-hmm. She's her hand their handler for a while. And I believe this is also Ray Liotta's last movie. Um, I hear he filmed another one, but I think I think this might be his last. Like I I don't know if they were filming concurrently or something, but but yeah. Well, yeah. This <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, it's hard to like give a review on a movie like this because I know in my heart of hearts it's not a good movie. Yeah. But would I watch it again right now? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it was just fun. Uh, it, it is just a coked up bear going on a rampage. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a creature feature. 
And the main reason that it's like, you know, he encountered tourists and park rangers and travelers, you know, is basically those are just, it would introduce people, kill them. Introduce yeah. people, kill them. You know, you it's body a creature. Count. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just a, a true creature I'm, feature. You I know. mean, there was like, you know, this, this trying to be backstory beeline, you know, thing of, of, uh, the Ray Liotta trying to get the coke back and sending O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah. To, <laughs> to go get it. And then there was these kids who found it. Like, there was this actual, like, subplot of trying to get the cocaine back. But, yeah, it was all just so they could up the body count. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that it kind of treated it like a slasher movie, too. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, it would like hide. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was that? You know? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I I had a lot of fun with this movie, but there were multiple times, and I wish. Uh, so I saw it before I knew that we were covering it, so I didn't like make notes or anything. <laughs> but um, it I do remember there being plot holes oh yeah one of which was one of the characters just totally disappears um you know the like kid that that they pick up like the the little boy no not not the little boy like the teenagers that were like or you know college student age yeah 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 the gang the gang yeah yeah and you know the one that they pick up he yeah. just disappears from the movie after the the standoff in the stand. I thought he ran away. Did did it show him running away? Because neither. Yeah, me and nor... then and then he uh, and then at the end he's like hitchhiking. Yeah, yeah, I remember him hitchhiking, but it, like he's just gone for a while. I'm pretty but... sure once the bear stands up and they start like almost dancing. <laughs> uh, okay. That's a weird sentence out of context. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he just bolted. Uh, okay. Yeah, neither me nor Rodney got that. Um, I mean, it's not like they like, you know, <laughs> framed a shot of him running away. <laughs> what, uh, what what I noticed about it is there were, you know, s- some pretty brutal kills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, nothing like too crazy, like bone tomahawk or something like that. But there were some pretty violent kills. But every time, it seemed like they were played for laughs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a... It wasn't trying to impact you and be like, oh, look how scary this cocaine bear is. Oh, no. It was like, it was like look how hilarious this is <laughs> that this bear is killing all these people. <laughs> I think I like it better that way, though. I, I do, too. I think it worked better for it. But, like, you know, whenever he ki- uh, the, the bear kills the one park ranger guy... And then does a line of coke off his leg. (laughs) Every time there's just something that's like, you know, uh, a comedic element to all of it. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think was, you know, probably the right choice. Oh, definitely. It, it, cause uh, I don't know if you, if you make it too like brutal, like yeah, we would watch it and we'd be like, cool, but it wouldn't have made the seventy-five million or whatever it made, you know? Yeah. Like I I think that there's a bigger market for fun when animal attack movies versus like uh, I don't know, the birds or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the only ones I could think of off the top of my head, which I know that there are. There's Day of the Animals, there's this. And uh, Piranha, which was fun. I mean, what about the... Um, what was the Zombievers? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was the zom- uh, the the zombie... Zombies? Remember that Zo- one? Zombies, yeah. <laughs> that was so bad. But- In a way, you could even put... Uh, was it Night of the Bandits of the Night? Oh, In yeah. Coon? <laughs> like Coon 1 and 2. Yeah, Night Bandits of... Yeah, Night of the... Night of the Bandits of the Night. <laughs> Because, I mean, those were technically animal attack movies. Yeah, I love animal attack movies. But the one that this reminded me the most of, tonally, was the movie Alligator. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? 
we it came out when we were kids, and then there was Alligator Two: The Mutation. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Alligator. I, I recently watched on Shutter. They had it for a while when when the uh, the new 4K came out. Nice. It, it, <laughs> they uh, put it on Shutter, but uh, but yeah, that movie's just fun. Like it's it's stupid. It's not like over the top gory. And mm-hmm. yeah, the people are there just as kills, you know, yeah. body count. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to imagine like a that the cocaine bear, but without that uh, levity and like the sadness levels of violence. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be kind of like, well, it'd be kind of like that other movie where that bear gets high on mushrooms. What's the name of that movie? The uh, Bear. The Bear, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, for some reason, for our generation, like, everyone had to watch that movie in school. Yeah. But all That's anyone weird. remembers... Like, why did we watch that movie in school? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all... then again, I also watched Lion King one and a half in school. <laughs> yeah. I watched uh, the worst, not like the worst uh, example of us watching something dumb that had nothing to do with anything was in my uh, science class in high school. I I think it's like bio two. We Uh watched my best friend's wedding. (laughs) It was because my teacher rented it and didn't want want to pay a late fine. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I watched Lion King 2 in school, because that was 1998. The other, Lion King 1 and a half came out in 2004. I checked, because I was like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah. So, terrible movie. Wait, but 98, <laughs> we were like in high school. Yeah. You watched I know. in high school? <laughs> yeah, we watched Lion King 2 in high school once, because it was like during like finals week or something. Where it's like nothing was actually going on. Yeah. And so I don't remember. Like we took a vote and like somehow Lion King 2 won. <laughs> I mean, they're they're fun movies. Not that one. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what's, <laughs> okay, what's, what's surprising to me about this movie is that, you know, it was directed by Elizabeth Banks. Why is that? I su- mean, I, why is that surprising? I don't know, because I mean, like, when when is she directed a horror movie? Like, you know, this is I think this is her first movie to direct. No, she did Charlie's Angels. She directed it, Charlie's Angels. The oh, and, oh yeah, month. never mind. This is the first movie of hers that she directed that I liked. Um, <laughs> yeah, she did that. What Pitch Perfect? Couple wait, shorts. Are we sure that she directed those? Yeah. I'm actually looking at it right now. What, also IMDb? did my research. Yeah. Also did my research before. Yeah, but I remember reading that this was her directorial debut. <clears throat> no, that's wrong. No. Because she got that huge flack about the 2019 Charlie's Angels. I do. And everybody went on, like all the right wing people were talking about how woke it was. Oh, yeah. She directed something in movie 43. So she's getting better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I never saw the new Charlie's Angels. Did you? Um, I think I did. That one has what Kristen Stewart in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't know. I think I actually did see it. Huh. Well. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I. I forgotten her filmography it's movie 43 pitch perfect Two charlie's angels in this yeah but anyway yeah which i'm just saying it's a departure from previous things from her her previous branding yeah so i'm wondering if she's gonna keep like continuing in like this sort of direction i hope so because this was really fun yeah i love this movie yeah like it, it was so dumb. <laughs> uh, did you catch that uh, the the ranger the the uh, the lady ranger 
she kept hitting on the wildlife guy? Yeah. Did you catch who that was? Um, not until Modern... I saw it on on the IMDb. Yeah, the guy from Modern Family. Yeah, uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Yeah, I, I I happened to make out who that was, it, like because he's in heavy makeup. Yeah, I knew he looked familiar, but I I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like really? That's just a weird part for him to him to play. I like how I mean, many. There's... Uh, sorry, this was way off topic, but. I like how many times the bear just ate legs of people. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there was a lot of just like random people in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we mentioned most of them already, but then um, one of the guys from uh, Game of Thrones is in it. Oh, yeah, the the uh, redheaded guy. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, in this movie, Olaf. And then um, in Game of Thrones, it's uh, what? Torvald? I think Tor Tormund, Tormund Giants Bane. Huh. Hmm. 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 Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like you know a lot of random people in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and it also like I feel like this was close to what? Okay, hour thirty five. I was gonna, I guess with with trailers and stuff, it was at like the two hour mark for us. Yeah, but. I was going to say it, it went by really fast. Yeah. Like, like the pacing was great. It, it had just, just enough like horror stuff to please a horror audience. But I don't think, mm-hmm. I, I don't think this really is specifically aimed for horror fans or anything. No, you? no just, I don't. I think it's, it's honestly more of a comedy than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it, but it's hard to call something just a straight comedy whenever it's like you know a bear ripping people to shreds. Yeah, yeah. so you got to put something else in there. Yeah, whether it's like you know action or horror, or whatever. Hmm. But well, what are you gonna give it? Um, you know, I think I'm also gonna give this a four. I'm gonna go three and a half. Hmm. Because I really do not think it's a good movie, but <laughs> but it's so fun. Like I, you know what I'm saying. Whenever I say yeah, that, well, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four because in spite of it not being a good movie, <laughs> I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> I want to give it a four. It's just I, it me knowing that there's no way this is a good movie, uh, kind of makes me pull it down some. But yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say check it out, and you can recommend this one to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, all right. Well, with that, we'll be back next time. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>